Hello, this is Ed. This is Ed of Ed's Bookshelf. Glad you could be with us. This is part five of No Sad Song in My House. Robert Jr. was in love with Maybelline. He had fought the sensation for years. He tried to reason it out, shame himself, deny its reality. He couldn't feel this way about his sister, his flesh and blood and his skin. He considered himself abnormal, a, a freak and a monster. He had never thought of being with her sexually, only how much he loved her. Even across the boundaries he knew were natural. He compared his love to what Margaret, the girl next door, had said to him once after a boy she liked. She had told him, I love to be near him. His presence is for me like a reality in an unreal world. She then added, it's the pleasure I get. She would never finish that sentence. Maybe she wanted him to discover the meaning for himself when they would talk about the boy she liked. He wanted to convince himself that it was all right to love Maybelline, at least the way he did, but found the arguments were always losing ones. He would wonder sometimes, did she know? She had to, then maybe not. He would sometimes tell her that he loved her and she would say, I love you too, Robert Jr. But sisters say that to big brothers. It was a matter of fact for them. It was natural. It was sisterly. She could never know the depth of his feelings. Besides, he would never tell her the truth. Sometimes to catch the fragrance of the flower is as good as holding it in your hands. Walking up the steps to the apartment, he reached for his door key with one hand while with the other hand held a doorknob to unlock and force open the stuck door. Suddenly he heard a muffled cry. It sounded like someone in pain. Slowly he moved toward the sound of noise. Quietly under his breath he said to himself, No one should be here. Whispering again to himself he muttered, if she has some dude in this apartment, it's going to be a real fight. Putting his hand on the bedroom door, he tried to push it open quickly and leap in with his fist ready. Oh, uh, came the sound repeatedly. Quickly, he turned in the direction of the pained voice. He moved with heightened speed toward the bathroom. 
He tried his time to push the door, but something was blocking it from opening all the way. May, he cried out. May, let me in. Let me in there, he begged. No, no. Don't come in, please. Don't come in. Her words were mixtures of pain and shame. His face changed into a ghostly white color. On the floor was Maybelline, sweating profusely, her body glistening. Her slip was torn, revealing her shapely thigh. Her face had the appearance of a tortured animal. Her hair was wild, hanging from her head in tatters. Her lips were pouched, eyes swollen from painful tears she poured out. She tried to speak again, but her words were faltering. Her shame at seeing her brother was worse than the death she wanted at that moment. For a moment, they both stared at each other. She was withdrawing and shaking. He was shaking from fear, she from heroin, he from a combination of disgust and love. Then he felt worse. May, he said softly, May, let me help you. Surprisingly, his anger had left. He would only fall victim to the pain and the love he saw hurtled in a heap in front of him on the floor. At first she tried to resist, but the need for help overcame her shame. She yielded, shaking, gently picking her up as if she were a limp rag. He carried her to her bed. Her arms clung to his neck in desperation. She wept quietly. Robert Jr., Robert Jr., I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. She wanted to continue. Shush, he said, placing her in her bed. You lay right there till I run you some water. I'll be back quick. He quickly cleaned the bathroom floor, wiped the face bowl, and sprayed some freshness several times in the room. It was the springtime freshener that he sprayed. He looked at the can and sprayed several long sprays in the room and inhaled the pungent odor. Springtime, he thought. The questions started coming in torrents. How? What happened to her? Am I to blame? Why wasn't I here earlier? Who did this to her? He questioned himself again as he ran the warm water into the large bathtub. As he sat on the side of the tub looking at the water, the steam causing him to perspire, his mind took him back several months to a scene in the complex yard. He remembered Slick and the beating he had given to the man who had come looking for him. Suddenly, Robert Jr.'s face grew angrier. He now knew the answer to the questions he had been asking himself. 
He remembered after beating the man, Slick looked at May and she stared back at him for some time. Robert Jr. and May had talked about the incident later. May had said that Slick was a man who people feared and who gave people what they wanted anytime for a price. Slowly getting up, Robert Jr. knew that if Slick had given May heroin, she would be wanting more, and so would Slick. His fingers clenched until his nails cut into his hands. For the moment, he had to set it aside. May needed his attention now, not Slick. Returning to May's bed, he saw her hurtling to a ball, shaking softly. He picked her up. May, he said softly as he carried her to the tub and set her on the side of it. Your water is ready, May. I've got a towel for you. I'll be right outside the door when you finish it. Help you back to bed. His voice trailed off quietly. Robert Jr., she pleaded softly, don't leave. I'll pull the curtain. You can sit on the commode. Don't leave me now. I need you. Her voice was hoarse and raspy. He waited with his back turned until she got into the warmth of the water and pulled a curtain to cover her body. She slowly sank down into the hot water. As she sank down into the water, the heat of the water made her body ache. Yet the water grasped her completely, pulling her into its arms, attempting to submerge her completely. The heat penetrated her aching stomach and neck. The soft waves rushed to her chest and again down her stomach. She closed her eyes as the water did what the heroine could never do, make her feel alive. With this feeling came peace. With her eyes still closed, the smell of springtime freshened her, filtered through the room. For a moment, it was as if she were a child again, playing in the park on a summer's day. The end of part five.